podcast later. Party. Party. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to so party. Ready. I've been working on my look. You working on your yeah blue steel, your magnum? I'm working on my your blue steel, my magnum, my Ferrari, my Le Tigre. <laughs> Le Tigre. My uh, El Diablo. My, I'll, uh, I'll, show I'll show them off later. You know, if yeah. you're ready for Are them. they all the same? I mean, I I don't. It's just for my benefit. No, no, Good. they're all, they're all. Stop asking me about my looks. Welcome <laughs> to the Bot Charles Cinecast, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. This is your host Jonathan Foster, and I am here today with my mm, model boy. Oh, mm. Phil. I like the beginning of a different show. <laughs> How's it going? So how long have you been a model? <laughs> how long like, have I you feel been? like I should be down the couch. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been so good looking? My hand model boy. <laughs> My hand. <laughs> His face is too ugly for the TV, so we put him on a podcast. Phil. <laughs> oh, I got a face for radio <laughs> and a voice for neither. <laughs> um, I'm a... Um, What's up? I'm I'm okay. Phil, this too much self hate coming um, from you. This week. Come on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll pretend to be happy. Yeah. Come on. Uh, hey. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Uh. <laughs> Tears streaming. Um, You're doing all right though. I'm doing all right. It's another day in paradise. Another yeah. day in lockdown. Another mm-hmm. day where my Wi-Fi won't fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, so I'm wasting all my 4G on this. I hope it's good. Yeah, you guys better appreciate this. You know, <laughs> they better laugh. They yeah. better laugh. They better laugh. And if you want to help Phil pay for his 4G bill that he's gonna get, mobile. I have a GoFundMe page. I'll yeah. I'll drop the link in the description. Or you can hit us up over at patreoncom pcc podcast. Become become a backer, man. Support yeah. Phil. I'll send him some money. When, when I get those payouts and he could pay us when I get them <laughs> you know support us over there that'd be nice, uh, that'd be nice. we just dropped the uh, Furious 7 dude you're almost done almost that was the last done. one that was the last one I've, I thought the last one I think I haven't seen any of the other ones I think I was done after that once Paul yeah. Walker left I left we didn't leave you know yeah I don't know where it's going to go from here. There, so listeners out there, if you've not you got two listened more. to any of these Fast and Furious episodes over on patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, we've been going through them for like the better part of a year, myself and Ariane, former co-host of this podcast, and I haven't seen any of them from the third one. Still. So I, I'm watching them each as we're doing these episodes. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen up to seven now. So... Uh. Okay. All these, all these are are new to me, and it's kind of fun. And uh, actually, we gave out some cool news that uh, the show that we kind of been hinting at, franchise and stuff, is going to premiere at some point, hopefully in the next month or two, piloting out the Fast and Furious series. So you could be really cool and go over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast and support us. And you can hear those early, or you can be a cheapskate and wait until franchise gets released. <laughs> be a goddamn uh, bum. No, I'm just joking. 
Um, but yeah, no, you can Either head over way, there, support us if you want. But they're fun episodes, and I can't wait for you guys to hear them all. You know, everyone to hear them because they're really good. And that's what we're going to start franchise with. Myself and Phil and Ariane, we're going to go through a bunch of fun series, and that's all part of the Breadcrumbs Collective. If you want to head over to breadcrumbscollective.com, you can find out more about everything we're doing. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And we've got a lot of silly ideas. But that doesn't mean we're not going to be talking about silly films here on this podcast, on the Charles Cinecast. Because, Phil, last week on the podcast, we talked about the 1996 film The Cable Guy. That just so happened to be directed by Ben Stiller, of all people. Now, in the spirit of the last few episodes of finding out a silly way to link episodes. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention because we've kind of been linking episodes except for Nutty Professor to... What did we do after that? Ferris Bueller's? That was quite a jump. But, you know. Yeah. But Ferris Bueller's into Cable Guy and now Cable Guy into this. Ooh. There's a link. Natural. There's links. There's links. So we're taking a look five years ahead. Ben Stiller's next directorial output with hmm, what film what film oh um Doolander 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 Jones Zoolander Doolander Doolander He's suave, debonair, so courageous, the epitome of cool, we rule, his name is Zoolander, Derek Zoolander, he's almost too good looking, international male supermodel, the style and the hair, you know, it's almost like the new afro for the white man, but behind those eyes, is a highly trained man of action. You rock. No, you rock. And perhaps the world's only hope of stopping a sinister assassination plot. The fashion industry has been behind every major political assassination over the last 200 years. And behind every hit, a male model. So why male models? They do as they're told. That is not true. Yes, it is, Derek. Okay. Ben Stiller. Owen Wilson. Will Ferrell. They're breakdance fighting. Taste my pain! Christine Taylor. When I was in seventh grade, I became bulimic. You can read minds. Zoolander. Must be eliminated. No! They must use all their skills. If I can create a basic disguise for us with this professional makeup kit, we may just be able to sneak in undetected. Surprise! Did you find the files? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? To outsmart the most dangerous organization on the planet. We got 30 years worth of files right here in this computer that are gonna bring you down. Oh no. Where'd all the files go? And still find time to help the children. I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. What is this? 
tender for ants. How can children learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Zoolander. 3% body fat, 1% brain activity. Derek Zoolander, played by Ben Stiller, is VH1's three-time male model of the year. But when hippie chic, he's so hot right now, Hansel, played by Owen Wilson, wins the award instead, Zoolander's world turns upside down. His friends disappear. No, actually, they just literally get fucking killed in a gasoline explosion because they're dumb. His father is disappointed in him. Who cares? He's played by a stupid racist man. And he feels he's not good <laughs> as a model anymore. Okay. But when evil fashion guru Mugatu, played by Will Ferrell, hires Zoolander, he thinks his life has turned back around again. That is until he finds out that Mugatu has actually brainwashed him to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. Can Zoolander and his new friends find out how to prevent the incident before it's too late? Yeah. It's the 2001 satire comedy <laughs> directed, co-written, co-produced, and starring Ben Stiller. Phil, hot takes out the gate. Oh I'm already God. looking forward to I'm already looking forward to the because I could tell already. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that into this movie, and it's <laughs> great because we're going off we're, you're going off the back of like loving a movie a lot of people hate. Yeah. And I'm realizing more how many people hate that movie since yeah. we released that episode <laughs> to going to going into a movie that is quite beloved. Yeah. And <laughs> probably going to shit on it a little bit. <laughs> what gives you that idea? This isn't uh, about me. Uh, I'll give my hot takes later. What's your hot takes? This isn't I don't have any, your hot yeah. takes thinking of what my hot takes are going to be. This is your hot takes. Out <laughs> my there. hot takes on your hot take did what? <laughs> um, I, I, I like Newlander, man. It's fun. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It makes more sense like knowing more about Ben Stiller's career leading up until this point. Yeah. From the Ben Stiller show and the short film and mm-hmm. the cable guy. All that weirdness sort of rolls into this story. But like, again, every time you hear the plot, like said out loud, like what the fuck is happening? A male model, like (laughs) brainwashed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. It's so 2000s. It's so that early 2000s American comedy. Yeah. But when it was still decent, when they could still get away with what feels like a string of loose sketches thrown together kind of movie mm-hmm. under with a weird plot you know that Austin Powers style of comedy and the Anchorman style of comedy um, mm. but I like Newlander it's weird it's, but it's so knowing and so just just they're so committed to the role <laughs> just watching like Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell and everyone and like you know it's funny and it's quotable and it's a great, yeah, just stand up of uh, what from the outside is a ridiculously like elitist and obnoxious industry, but tries to humanize it while just being yeah. a really silly, stupid comedy mm. with great jokes. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't think I have a hot take. I think it's good. Yeah. But what do you, well, Think. One, one second before I 
go into my hot takes. Last week when we were talking about the cable guy and Ben Stiller, you kind of shat on Ben Stiller in leading roles. And I was I kind of wondering what you thought. How does that hold to Zoolander? Keith, it, it, it's fine in Zoolander because he's a joke in Zoolander. He's but not he's meant like to be taken actual, Exactly. Yeah. He's not the actual romantic lead like in a fucking Along Came Polly or like Meet the Parent mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I can I can buy it. same with like Tropic Thunder. I can buy it in that because he's not meant to be taken seriously for the most part. So yes, yeah. I'm going to be a hypocrite and say I'm okay with it here. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Now, okay, I'm just yeah. For me, I'll shit on it later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't hate this movie. Well, we'll be honest and say that this was like watching the other night. It's a walk off. Was literally. It's a <laughs> <laughs> watching the other night was literally the only second time that I had seen this film. And I didn't realize that. Wow. I, and I don't even remember when I saw it, like the first time. I mean, it was back when it came out, but I don't remember. I didn't remember all of it. There was only bits that I remembered. And a lot of it, I think that I did remember was through pop culture, sort of like, you know, running with Zoolander faces and jokes and blah, blah, blah. So of course I kind of like know it, but like you said, the plot, when we first started this film, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like you start in this dark room and there, I don't know, there's some really like interesting people in there. Like Jennifer Kudlich is in there, but they that's mm. it. that's it for her. And she's cur- like one of the greatest female like comedy actresses ever. And you don't give her anything to do. Fine. Whatever. There's a lot of people in this movie. I get it. But this scene was so strange. I had no idea what was going on. So I like the rest of the film. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think my brain hadn't turned on yet. And I was just kind of like, all right. Or turned I, I, off I, yet. Yeah. And I, I spent a while like in the film just trying to figure out what the whole thing was with the Malaysian prime minister. And then I realized when they were conditioning him that like, oh, it's because of child labor, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a yeah. very stupid. Relax. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's a very, you know what, I'll say it quickly here, topical, because there's so many stories right now of like like fashion retailers buying um, all these brands, yeah. like ASOS yeah. just bought Top Man, Top Shop. There was yeah. another one that happened. Um, yeah, someone was recently. trying to buy Debenhams. Um, oh, like, Boohoo, Boohoo bought Debenhams. Boohoo's buying Debenhams. Boohoo yeah. bought Debenhams, and they have yeah. really like human rights violations. In their factories and stuff, they like and you know take advantage yeah. of child labor and like don't pay their employees anything. So they're Will Ferrell in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hate it, Phil. It's just like I felt like it's not as funny as I think people make it out to be. While there are a lot of funny things in it, I'm not saying it's complete dud. There are a lot of funny scenes. Yeah. It just it doesn't 100% do it for me. It's quite dated. Maybe some of the stuff is better left in the past. You know, it's a very, like you said, a 2000, early 2000s film. It's a lot of mm-hmm. problematic stuff in it. And I knew I was going to be in for an interesting ride when, like, in the first few minutes, Donald Trump and Melania Trump appeared on, on my screen. Uh, <laughs> so, we just moved past that. Let's just move past it. But I will say that I like Zoolander as a character. And, and I'll get into more about the background of Zoolander and how much, like, I think it could have worked like 
in a different way. Could have worked. So you're saying it didn't work, John. I no, hate this it movie. Didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work because it's a stupid story that, like, <laughs> it didn't need to be about this Malaysian prime minister thing. It's just dumb. That didn't do much for me. That's like, I like the character, and I think Hansel mm. is the best thing about this film. The He's amazing. Absolute best thing about the film really was like the opening when they were at the VH1 Fashion Awards. And that was funny. They do the whole like video things before, like, you know, with them talking and they introduce Hansel's character. He's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. Like, that whole thing is really, really funny. And I would just like to say, I want to see Derek Zoolander redone. I want to see Zoolander redone. Uh, but I want to go back in a time machine. I don't want them to do it now. I want to go back in the time machine, stop them from making this movie, and like get Ben Stiller like hooked on some Christopher Guest documentaries or mockumentaries and turn this into a mockumentary. <laughs> get rid of the whole fucking... Oh, I see what you're doing. You know, I, I, get rid of the Malaysian Prime Minister thing. Do like Minister a Final thing. Tap version, yeah. and Show version of it. I, how much more interesting would it be for you to take down the fashion industry like in a weird sort of satire? in a funny mockumentary and you could have a lot of the things like still kind of play out the same way. Like Zoolander loses the fashion awards to Hansel and he like gets really upset. And imagine that's a scene of him being followed home by cameras who are following him around. And he just like tells them to go away. And then the next morning he's having like breakfast with his flatmates all like, Glum and, and then tragedy's drunk. And then the gas station explodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could still have that I can play out. I just, I don't know, the whole prime minister. And I love Will, Will Ferrell in this. He could still be in the film. He just doesn't need to be like some evil, evil like fashion executive who's like, he can still be exploiting child labor laws and it could be all that sort of stuff, but it just doesn't need to be this weird plot to like, assassinate a prime it just didn't make sense because it's just dumb like it's just dumb and it's not funny it kind of felt like a film that i would have liked i don't know i didn't i don't remember liking it as a kid and i don't i don't i don't know it's weird it's just like one of those films where i think like if i liked it when i was younger i'd be embarrassed by it now if i was watching it now (laughs) if it wasn't like you know an actual hit of a movie that most people like I'm, I'm oh, sorry. No, I feel guys. like I feel like I feel like it. <laughs> it it's over the top plot suits the character, and yeah. it's ridiculous to have this, you know, insecure male model as the hero of like a Hollywood style movie. Yeah. To still be trying to do that in this world—that's what I think interesting to it. Although it's unnecessary. That's not like what you remember when mm. you're thinking of the movie although i remember the whole end sequence but it's yeah. kind of incredible again it's off the back of like the matrix and shit it's just it's, <laughs> yeah. sort of, it's like yeah it's sending up i think it's been i think ben still hates hollywood <laughs> <laughs> and he really hates hollywood and i don't even think he's really making fun of model and so much he's making fun of actors yeah and so much he's making fun of you know, blockbuster movie and how ridiculous they are. And he would do it better and more upfront with Tropic Thunder. So there's something to it there. Just that kind of this field, this group of people that are held up so highly above the rest of us. Yeah. Are so 
fucking weird (laughs) and so broken in themselves. Yeah. And just getting to explore that funny, like definitely when, you know, Derek and Hansel like getting to know each other and then I love that stuff. I love, yeah, Matilda. Yeah. Yeah. Them getting into all that stuff. And there's some stuff there that's very reminiscent of Cable Guy, the sequences that are like directly lifted from Cable Guy in terms of how it's shot, like rotating cameras and stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not with you, but I see that's a good. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good that's a, that's a good version of Newlander there as well yeah but I yeah, like the one the thing. we have I liked a lot it's about stupid. it it's meant to be stupid yeah I liked a lot about it I liked a lot of like the relationship with Hansel and Zoolander and and Matilda like is great like uh, can, I, can I call you Matilda <laughs> like there's a lot of good good lines in there it's, it's there is a lot yeah. of funny stuff like Zoolander not being able to like like make left Learn, turn left <laughs> like That's it's funny. funny there's a lot of funny things there but i just doesn't make any i feel like it just did too much like it doesn't it could have been a lot more simple and that's kind of what i meant like mm. by it could have worked still in those ways of exp- like making fun of and the cameo would have made more sense yeah as well in yeah. your version like it it didn't need to be a silly like action film it could have taken down hollywood or or the modeling industry or whatever like been been really funny in a way that would have been much simpler but i mean it is what it is and i'm glad people like it but i think that's also i literally did at times think while i was watching it i was just like oh, i'm not really enjoying this is this going to be a fun episode am i going to go on in 60 seconds this episode <laughs> like, oh, son of a bitch i didn't want to do it you're gonna gun in 60 seconds i enjoyed it way more than gone in 60 seconds for sure uh, if you're not familiar with what we were talking about a few months ago, we were, I, what episode did we do instead? Was it bubble boy or no bubble boy went later. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, we, I don't remember. We mentioned it on the episode. Yeah. I can't it. remember which episode it was, but we had had gone in 60 seconds planned and I watched the film and I messaged Phil and I was just like, I can't talk about this movie. I do not want to talk. I about had just, and I, I and I just messaged you. Right before, and I was like, I'm about to watch this movie. Are you sure? And you're like, Yeah, man, it'll be fun. I sat down and watched it. Yeah. You know, like trying to pay enough attention so I could remember what to talk about. Yeah. And then you just messed, you're just like, Yeah, let's not do it. And it's like, Well, great. So I enjoyed Wasted this my more. Goddamn I thought, time. Although this was fun and I kind of like the background a little bit more than the actual film. So the character of Derek Zoolander actually saw its origins way back in 1996. So this is the same year as the Cable Guy was released. And I was doing research on Cable Guy, and that's where I kind of figured out that Zoolander came really shortly after. And that sort of, I think Zoolander was already on our list of things to potentially look at. If you've not realized that we're doing a bunch of anniversary films this year as we started off because we don't have things going on at the cinema to talk about so we're talking about just anything and everything and an easy way to kind of look at things is and get a list of films is to say hey what's what's a big anniversary so zoolander's 20 years old now and you know cable guy was 25 years ago and you know so we were looking at all these and i as i was doing my research i saw the connection that it was like Right after Cable Guy, Ben Stiller was asked to host the 1996 VH1 Vogue Fashion Awards. And it was then that... I'm going to say, that's a real thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. thing. So it was then that he 
and director and editor Russell Bates, and then former Saturday Night Live writer Drake Sather developed a near three-minute skit about a male model named Derek Zoolander. And this played just as a joke during the Vogue Fashion Awards. Derek Zoolander was initially played by Ben Stiller to be like this Luke Perry type character. Uh, Drake Sather Mm. had seen Ben Stiller do a parody of Beverly Hills 90210 a few years (laughs) earlier on the Ben Stiller show. So they worked that whole thing into the character. And then the name Derek Zoolander was inspired by models Mark Vanderloo and Johnny Zander, who were up for best male model at the aforementioned 1996 VH1 Fashion Awards. So it was just like a... Can't make that up. It was just like a weird thing that they just kind of put together while they were editing. So yeah, that's where it came from. Now, the skit is fucking great. People come up to me all the time and say, you should be a model, or you look just like a model, or maybe you should try to be a man who models and I always have to laugh because I'm so good looking of course I'm a model I guess my uh, best known look is Ferrari that would be the look that I really uh, made my bread and butter on could you do that for us? sure I guess I'm also known for Blue Steel can we see that one? Blue Steel? yeah Ferrari is a much more aggressive look Blue Steel I, I really save for softer catalog work shoes i am always working on new looks if i have a day off i will spend four to eight hours in front of the mirror trying a tilt of the head or a a furrow i mean a lot of people think the eyes are what it's all about i find it's the forehead when i'm doing a shoot i'm hot i'm heaven i'm sexy i'm coy i'm nasty a little bit i've heard that the aborigines say that taking a picture steals your soul let me ask you a question how many aborigines do you see modeling not many I practice for hours just working on my walk. One, two, and... You know, if I'm walking for Armani or Versace or Calvin or Hugo, I'm thinking I better not trip. I have a little bit of trouble with turns. Come on, get together! Because I'm left-handed and they haven't built a left-handed runway yet. I've done over a thousand runway shows in my career. So if you put each of those runways end-to-end, it'd be so long I couldn't even walk down it without getting tired. I think the only good thing about it would be that there were no turns. Modeling is a lot more complicated than people think. I mean, I'll give you a scenario. On Tuesday, I have a shoot where I need stubble. So every morning I have to wake up and tell myself, don't shave, don't shave, don't shave. I happen to shave a lot in my sleep. What, I, what I'm going to do this weekend is when I go to bed, I'll, I'll have restraints. My body is my tool, I just use it. It's the same way a nurse uses her hat or a cowboy. I have a bond with my three male model roommates because only we can understand what it's like to be super good looking and single and living this life that we lead. Sometimes I feel like we're mutants or something. I'm just a regular guy. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I put on my shoes, I walk my dog. You have a dog? Now I'm gonna get a dog. You know, I love modeling. I'd like to do this forever. When I'm 30, I hope I'm still modeling. I'd like to someday open a school of modeling. I'd teach them looks. I'll give them the Ferrari look. I don't think I'd give them blue steel though. Can't give away the shop. It's a really funny skit. And that's what I want out of Zoolander. It feels more like you know, a silly mockumentary thing. And, and like, as I was watching these, it just felt like, oh yeah, this is like, this is what I want. This character's good. I like the character. It's really silly. He's really funny. It's just, 
it kind of jumps the shark on itself, like in the film. Like I just feel like it gets a little too, a little too wild. But like if you can contain mm. it into this weird world of fashion that like you don't know, like that's the thing. Like I was talking about this to Julia, my wife. We were talking, like I was just saying, like I didn't hate this film, but like I would have liked it if it was a mockumentary, like Best in Show or something like that. And we and she was saying, like, yeah, I mean, like Best in Show is great because most people don't know about the world of dog. <laughs> like handlers and competitive dog like, yeah you know like that's what's funny about it you you wouldn't normally look at something about that but this makes it so accessible and you just see in this world and it's really silly that's the same thing about modeling it's like you don't know about this world really like no the behind the scenes yeah and it'd stuff, be fun to kind of like dive in and you sort of get it from zoolander but it's just i i would have liked it a little bit more mm. the skit itself though it was really well received and Ben Stiller like ended up the next year <laughs> doing another skit for the 1997 Fashion Awards called Derek Zoolander University, and it's basically <laughs> it's oh not my as God, that went into the movie. That's yeah, funny. it's not as it's not as good as like the first one. It's basically like an infomercial like for his modeling college, and he's really handing up the voice that you see in the film. <laughs> like it, like you can see he's developed this character that you see in the film. So, mm. yeah, but it was in the years between the cable guy and Zoolander, like the Zoolander shorts and then also the feature length Zoolander film that Ben Stiller's star was rising. Like we said back last week, the cable guy, he, he was kind of like, you know, sort of known for things, reality bites, the Ben Stiller show, but it was more like culty sort of stuff, a little bit more underground. Uh, the cable mm. guy was only like his second directed film and Zoolander was only his third. But in between that time, he started really gaining a name for himself. He was starring in a string of comedies and rom-coms that really put him on the map. You had like 1998's There's Something About Mary, 1999's Mystery Men, mm-hmm. 2000's Keeping the oh Faith, God. and 2000's Meet the Parents. It's a good movie. Like, that's a pretty good yeah. string of films there. Old big movie. Yeah. yeah. I kind of remember that rise. I remember going to see, like, obviously seeing Something About Mary, and then, like, I went to the cinema to see Mystery Men. Mainly probably because Kel Mitchell was in it. <laughs> like, I was well up. Mystery Man is great. It's such it's a silly film. I know. So stupid. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like just a bit of a cult hit at the cinema. Um, I remember we showed it a few It is. It's on the board yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to hear Mystery Men listeners out there, I, I, I'd like to rewatch it and see if I like it. <laughs> oh, I bet it's bad. Oh, it's definitely still bad. Yeah. I actually like Keeping the Faith as well. I kind of remember that one. Jenna Elfman. Yeah. Uh, the Ed Norton movie. Yeah. Didn't he direct it? Ed Norton director? He might have. Yeah. It was like. And it's like uh, a priest and a rabbi fighting over a girl. Yeah. 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 It's better than it sounds. Yeah. It's better than it sounds. It was pretty good. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember liking it when I was younger. So yeah, now Ben Stiller has some star power behind his name. Obviously, it was something about Mary and Meet the Parents that were like, that would be huge. Mega that would be huge. Mega hits. Yeah. So you don't unbelievable. You do you like Meet the Parents? Like you said, you don't like Ben Stiller as a lead. <sighs> I have mixed feelings on Meet the Parents because I feel like it's not doing what it's supposed to do, but it's a funny movie. Yeah. It's a fun. Like I can sit down and watch it, and I can enjoy it, but I don't. I'd like it would obviously be better. And I know the movie wants me to root for this guy, but <laughs> yeah. fuck this guy. Yeah. I think he's a fucking idiot, but no, De Niro's great in it. And mm. De Niro is so fucking merciless to him. 
Um, oh, it's good. It's, well. it's, it's good fun. It's one of those movies I remember watching. <laughs> I have nippled, Greg. Um, <laughs> it's one of those movies, again, that like was big when I was a kid, so it's like it's something tangible yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to it Yeah, um, that I quite like. Yeah, so I'm sure I like it. It's not my favorite Ben Stiller movie, though. I, I don't... I, don't think he particularly good. <laughs> what about that there's something about Mary? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I, I kind of, um, because I, that was not a time where I was really into the Farrelly brothers. Yeah. And I feel like, man, they can be hit or miss, <laughs> but I, I feel like they were on a roll they were, at yeah. that point. Yeah. And I was like, this one, this is the one that everyone freaked out about. Like, I don't, I don't think it's their best. I think Dumb and Dumb are better. Dumb and Dumb I think Kingpin is. Yeah, Kingpin. I think Kingpin is way better. Kingpin is an incredible movie. I think Um, me myself and Irene. Even me myself and Irene. I think me myself and Irene is really underrated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me too. Very fun. Um, There's some yeah something about Mary. I don't know. I I I do. It's good. I enjoy it. Fucking Lee Evans is in it. Obviously, I enjoy it. And Matt Dillon is in it. But again, I don't buy. I feel bad for Ben Stiller, you know, with him getting his junk caught in the nipper. Traumatizing. But like, I don't buy him and Cameron Diaz. I think he bought a line of creep in it. But you know, like, no, I guess you can't be a come in the hair. Yeah, joke. she, she put like jizz it. in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a mentally disabled brother. Let's laugh at him. <laughs> Have you seen my wiener? stop stop (laughs) oh come on like that that that's what i mean like there's certain films that are just better left (laughs) like yeah uh at least pull the blinds if you're gonna put it on you know like just don't let anyone know that you're watching that stop tweeting about it you know now that ben stiller has some star power behind his name we made it to do (laughs) lander sorry (laughs) Uh, ben Stiller would team back up with Drake Sather and meet the parents writer John Hamburg to pin several scripts until finally VH1 agreed to produce a full-length Zoolander film, making it pretty much the first and and only successful <laughs> VH1 film. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was like MTV films had had the fucking Jackass movie the least. Yeah, but this field. It's funny, it's in the VH1 movie. It feels like an SNL movie. Yeah, it does. It really you does, know? yeah. It feels... It, it, and it's the same... You took a character from a skit that doesn't really have much legs and you gave it a movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it but it worked. Like, yeah. obviously, it, it worked before Wayne's World worked really well. Yeah. But then, you know, you get a Night of the Roxbury. Doesn't work as well. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. This is somewhere uh, in the... I don't know. For me, I would I think put the character this, is so good. Yeah, I would put but, this yeah, on the, the Roxbury level. Like, I would put this on the on the level of oh, Roxbury. It's way better than Roxbury. I would put it though. on the level of like Superstar. It's one of those films that has a really like good characters, good moments, but it's not a great film. But that's me. That's me. <laughs> the email, the the tweets are going to be scathing. Oh, no one's listening. They don't care. <laughs> 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 hey it's you know i just i'm just saying we're giving you some flavor here this week you know like we can't like all we can't love movies. everything we can't love all the movies you know I, i've i've got to be a heel sometimes phil 
I got to super kick you through a glass door sometime, you know, glass window, the barbershop. Are you going to, you're going to fucking barbershop window me? Yeah. Um, I want, uh, I always secretly hope that I hate whatever movie you show me. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fucking variety. Just for variety. Like we've got, we've got one coming up. That's new for me. Oh yes. Oh, that yes. one that you, that you liked. And it sounds like a movie I would like. Yeah. But I'm secretly hoping that it's trash. Well, Phil, again, just so we have. I haven't seen that film we, in a long time. But, but I only seen that film in a long time. So, and also, it's listeners, a, it's a very topical. It's a 2001 film. It's slightly topical, and it will also follow another film by someone that we'll do an episode on just prior prior to it and there'll be another link and it has nothing to do with any of the people we're talking about in the last couple of weeks so it's a new link a new couple films that we're going to do together but that's all i'm going to tell you you'll just have to wait and you can scour through 2001 and try to figure out what film we're talking about anyway let's get to the cast phil ben stiller Derek zoolander he's in this (laughs) so at the least Derek zoolander's trademark blue steel look or just any of the other trademark looks like Le Tigre, Magnum, for that matter. They, they're all the same. All the same. They're all the same. All the same. They evolved from... Now, I don't know if this is true. They evolved from his wife, Christine Taylor, ribbing him, basically telling him that the way he combs his hair in front of the mirror, like in real life, is just funny. Like, you know, squinting his eyes and his lips are all pursed out. But... It's, like I said, I don't know if this... It's hard to verify if that's true because I, I did see that come up in numerous places, like when I'm doing research, I'll, I'll, if I see something, I, I try to fact check it numerous times just to see how many times mm. it's come up. And a lot of times, this, you know, this film in particular was surprisingly, there wasn't a lot about it. Like I had to do a lot more digging than I thought I would. And <laughs> the thing is, I saw this, you know, Zoolander short film, these these little like skits that he did for the VH1 Fashion Awards and he's sort of making that face and this is years before he actually hooked up with Christine Taylor so I don't know if it's true but maybe for the film he hammed it up a little bit more and it was because that's the face he makes. I don't know, who cares? But yeah. that's apparently where the blue still look comes from and anyway, Phil, it's got me thinking about myself jumping in for a career in modeling because I mean, it's 2021. What else have I done with my life? New year, new me. Yeah. New year, new me. And I need to practice my own blue still face. And I think the only way that I could perfect this look right now is to call snack time. Let's go one. Yes. All right. Snack time, ladies and gentlemen. Now, is whatever you have, is that just uh <laughs> oh no? <laughs> I'll let you go first. I was gonna do this it, today. 
It's the orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Just covering myself in gasoline. Did you make I have this a frappuccino? And Dusty made it. <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, it's like you know, iced coffee with like really frothy milk and the ice and crushed and stuff. And you can put some sugar in it and stuff. But you know, I use soy milk. Don't so already sweet, sweet enough. And it doesn't make any noise. Sorry, wait. Wasn't <laughs> 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 that good? Sorry. Dusty accidentally put actual milk in there and fills lactose intolerant. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I haven't had milk in two years. Help me. Is there orange in it? Or are you just No, lying? that's just what they think oh, okay. of yeah. I'm just lying. It sounds we gross. Didn't, didn't have any I was thinking about that. Like It does sound gross. I'm a coffee straight up guy. Yeah. You know, I don't really like that kind of thing. That's nice. Yeah. I was like, oh like I was looking around for snacks and stuff and I was just like, oh, like how could I how could I possibly like you know, make an orange frappe. <laughs> like, it's like, nah, <laughs> sounds disgusting. But anyway, I was looking around for things that I thought were appropriate for this. I tried to find seaweed snacks. I couldn't find them. because A tiny phone. You know, a tiny phone <laughs> that I could eat that's made of gummies. You know, you know Follow. where my mind yeah. is. But Phil, I decided instead yeah. that I wanted to perfect my blue still. And the only way that I thought I could do that was to get some Warheads cubes. Oh, yeah, you can't see because of my background. There we go. And if you can see this Aww. guy's face. Super sour. This guy, do you see his face? He is doing, That's a look he's doing it. blue steel. So he's serving look. I figure they're multicolored. And I figure if I try one of the blue ones, maybe it'll be blue steel. It's, I think if you eat all of them at once, <laughs> you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for you only because... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm ready to take a screenshot. Yeah. I've not had one of these before, but I've had Warheads before as a kid, and I got this in American section in a grocery store. So hopefully, it's very good. All right. Oh, you got it. It's not sour enough. All right, I'm gonna try a few more, like you said. Yeah, yeah, just try a bunch. <laughs> Perfect. This is That's dead on. This is bullshit. They're not sour. This is <laughs> this is so annoying. All right. What are you giving them? How wait? How many? How many left hands do you give those sour cube things that weren't very sour? All right, Phil. I will say they're not sour, but they are fucking good. They're very good. Oh, all right. I would give these a five, which is pretty strong. Because sometimes I like a really good, nice, chewy candy like this. Gummy. Fruity flavored. It's really nice. I would give it a five. But because it's not sour and it doesn't do what I thought it was going to do, it's got to be a three. So. Wow. If if it didn't say Warheads and it wasn't sour and sweet, fruity candy, if it didn't say sour so big, I would be like, eh, okay. You get a four. But no. Sons of bitches are lying. All right, how many <laughs> flagrant false advertising? How many left turns is, are you giving your frappuccino that dust? I mean, you? I mean, look at this. I'm almost done. How much would you pay for it at a uh, Starbucks? I mean, Starbucks would be like eight bucks, It'd be like <laughs> nine pounds for some reason. <laughs> I mean, what's the price of a normal coffee? Like three, four pounds, which is too expensive. Mm-hmm. 
but that would make sense. Yeah. I give it a five. I give it five left turns. Where does that leave me? Wait, one. Four. Looking left again. There we go. There you go. That's the that's go. the place you need to be looking. Look, look, look at you can tell we don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay. Owen Wilson plays Hansel McDonald in this film. Again, like I said earlier, I think he's the best part of the film for me. I, I don't know why. I love Owen Wilson. He's so good in this playing film. the perfect arsehole, but then actually turns out to be a sweetheart. Yeah. It's, I like, I actually really always enjoy like getting to know him and it being like, oh, he's actually really like that. Yeah. The thing is, like, even when you think he's being an asshole, he's actually one of the most honest people in, in the film. You know, and there he's just go. like, honest. he's just like, do I know what I'm here for? No, but I'm just going to give it my best. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's great. But yeah, no, uh, I, I really like Hansel. I think his character is really funny. There's a lot of the, like, the goofy things, like him with this stupid scooter, like, that he throws back by the And he always does that spin, like, it needs to be locked in place. Yeah, like, his uh, yo-yo, like, him just being really stupid and thick, like, the whole thing with, like, the files on the computer, like, and he's just like... They're in the computer. <laughs> in the computer. I was, like... In the computer. Like, I was all, almost hoping, this is, this like, you know, if you're going to go that route with that joke, like, why not actually make there be files in the computer when he busted it open? It would have been really fun. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, ha, huh. it's just so funny. And with yeah. the 2001 music playing, they're like freaking out. Yeah. They can't figure out a computer. It's so funny. Yeah. Like I was going to say, there's some good, really good scenes in this film. It's just like, overall, it doesn't really yeah. work. And, you know, maybe that's what it was last week as well. There's a lot of good scenes in The Cable Guy. But actually, at the end of the day, it didn't really work. Like, the film didn't really work. But maybe it's because I hold it, I held it in more of a nostalgic place from when I saw it and, like, loved mm-hmm. it and had more of a f- affinity. A more biased. And bias for Jim Carrey than I do like Ben Stiller. And I like Ben Stiller. Like those films that you like meet the parents and all that sort of stuff. I don't really have that sort of vibe for Ben Stiller. Like I'm fine with him as a leading man. I like Along Came Polly. I mean, I, I know those films are all a bit over the top and silly, but you know, I like him. But Owen Wilson, fucking good in this film. I think it's Heat the real deal. One of my favorite Owen Wilson roles. I don't think it's better than like like him and Royal Tenenbaums or like bottle rocket or something but you know it's a good role i think he's really funny in this wedding crash (laughs) God, oh man i don't know if i want to step down the wedding crashes uh i'll get to that later i gotta i gotta i'm gonna ask you a question later the role of hansel though was written specifically for owen wilson and no one else was considered for goddamn right ben stiller said owen was the most important casting to me in this movie because I think he is the one, he's one of the funniest people around and the part was written for him. I don't think the movie could have been made if he didn't do it. I, I agree. Hansel is like actually like one of the only models that are like believable. Yeah. Even Doolander isn't believable. Yeah. The point. I mean like. Because he's so idiotic. And also, you know. He- he doesn't really look like a model either. Like I think that. But, yeah. I'm sorry, Ben yeah. Stiller, but you don't look like a model, but Owen Wilson kind of yeah, does. He kind of does. Like I can buy Owen Wilson. It's like, cause the nose is weird. He's his nose is yeah. fucking ridiculous. 
Uh, I think he's had the underwear broken. bit. Did he? <laughs> 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 he ripped the underwear out. Uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening in that? I think he like never had underwear on. Like I, I don't think they were actually on. I think he just had underwear in his asshole or something. He just pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can because he admitted that he couldn't really try it at home. He, he met he admitted he couldn't really beat him like you know without resorting to pull his underwear out. You know he's like you're Derek Zoolander. Can you imagine being in your shadow? Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. Oh, wow! I figured out his wow, wow as well. It's not necessarily a wow. It's more of a quow. Like you have to like wow, wow. and it just like wow. Just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I want to get it. I want to get it. Wow. <laughs> huh? It's almost like wow. a, what? You're what? Derek Newlander. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he does a really good wow in this Can film. we just do that for the next hour? <laughs> just wow. When I was writing up this episode, I just imagined that that would be what we would be doing this entire episode. Just doing wow. Because wow. it's more <laughs> interesting than this film. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie. Wowie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that girl was so kawaii. <laughs> oh, went to Japan. And I was like, wow, she's so kawaii. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's people's reaction when, like, I tell them I'm on a podcast. They're like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) They just tune into it and they're like, wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Hansel, you know, he's got his his scooter. He's playing yo-yo. But his yo-yo yeah. stunts were actually performed by Steve Brown, who was named a national yo-yo master the year this film came out. So, <laughs> Wow, they went for the best. They went for the best. Also, I loved, okay, so the walk-off scene. We we, just, we already started talking about it a little bit. This That was, obviously, it's a great scene. Great scene. The whole build-up to it's great as well. I mean, yeah, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. Fucking Billy Zane in this movie. So good. He's really good in this. I love like when Hansel shows up and he like rolls past and just like bumps into into Zoolander. And they're like, (laughs) they turn and they have that stupid square off. This is the sort of stuff I mean that would be, you could play it the exact same in a mockumentary and it'd be really funny. The the walk off, have it in the mockumentary. I don't care. It's just like, it'd be more fun. Billy Zane. Is so funny. Like he, him just like sort of like, like picking his side, like, you know, like when he just comes up and he's just like, he's got Zoolander's back and he's just standing there. <laughs> it's just like, shut up, Billy Zane. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, of course, we get to the walk off scene and you have Andrew Wilson. If anyone's a fan of Bottle Rocket, it's uh, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson's brother. They have another one? Yeah. So, have you seen Bottle Rocket before? No, that's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, it's Wes Anderson's first film. It's so good. Andrew Wilson's like their, I think their older brother. And he's just really tall. 
he looks like a total jock and uh he's the corner guy that he's hansel's corner guy during the walk-off when you know he's like oh yeah down and that guy's talking to him and he sort of looks and sounds like a wilson like yeah so that was cool to see none of of them you know what none of them look alike they they like in a way sort of do they have they have the same voice almost they have the same voice same delivery same pattern yeah like I don't see it. If like if you didn't tell me Owen and Luke Wilson were brothers, I don't think I would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. Just weird. Freaking me out. And of course David Bowie's in this scene as the judge. Legends. It's always nice to see Bowie. <laughs> yeah. This was written with Bowie in mind because of his song Fashion. <laughs> which is great. a great, funny song. Yeah, Ben Stiller had no idea if Bowie would actually do the part, but he wrote it for him anyway. And then after reading the script, David Bowie was happy to do it. He jumped right in. It's a great scene. All right. Will Ferrell is Jacob, Jacob and Mugatu, Mugatu. Again, a weird time for Will Ferrell. Yes. He's been on SNL and he's had a few movies in Night at the Roxbury and he was in this and he's in Austin Powers and Fed. Superstar. Yeah. Superstar. Has he done old school yeah this is pre-old school so this is, this is, this is pre his big break before anchorman and before elf, elf and all those yeah. movies and he blows the fuck up so it's still <laughs> so weird to me to see will ferrell as the side character yeah 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 unless it's like a cameo now it feels like this reverse cameo thing because will ferrell feels like he's bigger than anyone in that movie yeah definitely in terms of comedy yeah. he's the biggest like comedy heavyweight mm. in that I don't know. He's fucking great and weird, fucking weird character. Yeah. It reminds me of a lot of the SNL characters. Yeah, had. definitely. Like he feels like he stepped right off an SNL skit, and he's yeah. really funny in this film. And like I, I've said numerous times, I don't really like the whole angle with him, but I like the character, and I would have kept that character in if I would have reworked this for film. sure. The evil like fashion design, yeah, because sure. that would yeah. be a funny character just to have who's just there. It doesn't need to go into too much like shit really he's just like you could just hint at the idea that he might be brainwashing his model yeah that's funny actually doing it is stupid (laughs) 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 he was still on snl during this time that hair that he has in the film he actually did bleach his hair platinum blonde like numerous times during the making of the hair is bad looks like a poodle yeah during the time that he was doing this he was still on snl and he had to wear a wig (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to cover his fucking platinum blonde hair, like while doing half of a season over on Saturday Night Live. The part of Mugatu, though, was originally written for Andy Dick, who appeared in last week's episode as well. Cable he, guy. Yeah, friends with Ben Stiller. He couldn't do it due to commitments on the Go Fish from 2001. He couldn't make the film. He had to get in conflict with um, cocaine <laughs> and doing a lot of it. <laughs> Well, being, actually, he know, was in this film. The amount of cooking. He was in this film. Huh? He ended up playing the smaller role of Olga, the masseuse, the Princess Leia-looking fat suit, oh, like crazy-looking character. That's Andy Dick. That's Andy Dick. <laughs> that's funny. All right, uh, eat my word. Of course, Mugatu is a Ben Stiller Star Trek nerd reference. Another reference because. It's inspired by the albino ape creature from the Star Trek episode, A Private Little War, known as the Mugato. 
and he's very stupid looking. Nerd. <laughs> he looks like something that would have been over an indoor in one of those one of those Ewok films that we had to watch. <laughs> Thanks a lot, oh, Will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> he looked like the thing that tried to like eat Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. You know, he's like hanging <laughs> yeah. up and down in the cave. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. All right. So Mugatu's fashion line, Derelict, is actually a real, it's a Derelict. Derelict. <laughs> Derelict my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Derelict is, uh, is it's actually a parody of a real fashion line created by John Galliano in uh, 2000. It was described by Mugatu in this film as a fashion, a way of life inspired by the very homeless, the vagrants, the crack whores that make this city so unique. <laughs> They're very homeless. The fashion line in, in the film consists of clothing made from everyday objects that can be found on the streets of New York. And Garbage bag. In the real life, yeah fashion line by Galliano that's uh who's used clothing worn by actual homeless people as inspiration oh my god that's fucked up it reminds me a lot of like Kanye West's like homeless collection do you remember that I remember that like yeah. five years ago or something like that he just had this horrible collection it was so bad it's uh, weird yeah he's he needs to stop and now he has like a, tailored sweatpants yeah he needs to stop being a fashion designer. His shoes are horrible as well. <laughs> like, it's Making mad money though. Yeah. They are horrible. They look so horrible. They look, they look like a spider web on your feet. All right. Millie Jovovich is in this film as Magatu's sort of assassin character. Katinka Inga Bag- yeah. Bagovina Nana. <laughs> Whatever her name is. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love Miljovic. is great. I love Fifth her. Element, Fifth right? Element, Resident Evil series. She's great. Oh God! Please don't ever make me or anyone else do that for franchise. <laughs> Those movies are awful. <laughs> the first one's pretty fun. Michelle Rodriguez, come on, it's great. They have fuck all to do with that game. Yeah, nah, I'm getting mad. <laughs> better than nemesis when they actually brought the game in oh my god oh. totally ruined it ruined it i like mila jovovich she's really fun in this film she said that she based her performance off of her mother galina jovovich so mila jovovich was born in <laughs> kiev ukraine and it was back when it was a part of the ussr and her mother was an actress in the USSR. So when Miljovovich was five, her parents immigrated to London and then they finally made it to LA where her mother worked as a house cleaner for... Don't say it. Brian De Palma. De Palma. No. Yes. No. Yes. You're fucking with me. I am 100% telling the truth and this is what are the odds so weird did you have to dig for that no i just like wanted to find out more about like galina jovovich like i didn't know her mother was an actress and i found it really easily and i was like brian DePaul, oh come on brian why did brian have his fucking fingers in he has his fingers the, in everything I, in everything he liked, he liked the you know Salad finger. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't like it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I appreciate the running joke, but it, I'm like, after a certain point, not coincidence. Yeah, you know what I mean. After a certain point, it's like too many come on, people. Come on, 
Maybe the maybe there's more than one Brian De Palma. <laughs> maybe there's three De Palma. <gasps> maybe he'll never ever stop existing. It's like when he passes away, a new Brian De Palma forms. And we just keep yeah. getting De Palma over and over. He'll just keep cloning <laughs> himself like the fucking emperor in Star Wars. <laughs> Is that what happened? And it never ran. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, Ben Stiller, family affair. There's a lot of family members here. Of course, his wife, Christine Taylor, plays Matilda Jeffries. It's very awkward when his father, who plays Maury Ballstein, uh, Ballstein Balls Models, uh, Balls Models, Ballstein. Which is a great name, Ball, yeah. has to hit Jerry on Stiller. her and talk about her breasts. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Jerry Stiller plays Maury Ballstein. It's great. He's really funny in this film. I like how he kind of gets away with he gets away with like basically being an accomplice of Mugatu and like literally probably killing hundreds of people of models. But then he just admits to it and kind of like owns up like out of guilt or something. And then he's fine and he's just like teaching like business at fucking Derek Zoolander's school for kids who want to learn things or whatever. Who want to read good <laughs> who want and other to read stuff too. good and understand other things. Uh, ben Stiller's mother, Anne Mira, plays a, the protester that throws the egg at Mugatu at the beginning of the film. And his sister, Amy Stiller, is in the film as well as one of Hansel's friends at Hansel's Loft. We have David Duchovny is J.P. Pruitt, the hand model. Always forget about that until yeah. he showed up. And it's such, that's one of my favorite jokes, just the fucking hand yeah. encased in the <laughs> yeah. And he's so fucked yeah. up. It's like, that's the one thing that's still perfect. I like how he's basically, it's got to be just a playing up to his role in the X-Files. You know, like, just being be. like really involved in this whole conspiracy and stuff. There was also something I read that like during the, during the scene inside the graveyard, Ben Stiller forgot his line. So that's why he asked, but what about but the male model? models? That's why he asked that. And David Duchovny just like gave him a straight answer. Like, oh, weren't you listening? I just told you. And they like left it in. He's like, I just answered that. That's one of my favorite bits. <laughs> yeah, that was accidental improvisation. There. It's not true. Yes, it is, Derek. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So we have, of course, his parent, his family, Derek Zoolander's family. We have John Voight is Larry. Surprisingly, actually, one of the better <sighs> actors in the film. I think I got the black lung pop. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vaughn is Luke Zoolander, who says absolutely nothing, which is very surprising. Nothing with. The- with the worst wig ever put yeah. to cinema. Yes. This is pre-old school as well, but Vince Vaughn was sort of in films at this time. But this is before he... swinger, man. Yeah, this is before he really, really broke out as well. So I guess, I don't know. Before Wedding Crashers. <laughs> His other brother was Judah Furlander, uh, Scrappy Zoolander, who never Scrappy. says much in films anyway. So whatever. Justin Thoreau. Played the evil D, uh, breakdancing DJ. Yeah, he he's in a bunch of movies. Yeah, a bunch of I'm getting Ben Stiller movies. Yeah, I think he's friends see him a lot. with Ben Stiller. Apparently, he showed off his breakdancing moves at Ben Stiller's wedding to Christine Taylor, and that's how he ended up getting this role. 
in Zoolander. That was stupid. The fucking breakdown battle yeah. they have on the That was actually him breakdancing though, apparently. He's Impressive. a good breakdancer. Justin Theroux is one of those people he's in things and people like him and I don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've never watched any of those things. I don't get it either. Like I know he was in like Mulholland Drive and that's what I knew him from, but I didn't realize he was so popular and it was really weird. It was just like, oh yeah. Like Justin Theroux. I guess the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> People like him off that show. Yeah. He dated. I don't know. He just like he dated he's Jennifer like that Aniston. Dick and Parks like and Rec to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get I, it. I'm a Louis Theroux guy. I'm a Louis Theroux guy. <laughs> I'm a Louis he tried Theroux. to wrestle and he threw up. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's he. I don't know. This whole character seems like he's very much influenced by like Gary Oldman's character in True Romance. Like for sure, without the bad accent. Yeah. I didn't know it was him until I was I was looking at the credits. Like I didn't know he was in the film. The opening segments of this film were filmed during the 2000 VH1 Vogue Fashion Awards. So that's where they got all those cameos of all the celebrities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, they did it during commercial breaks. And that's where you get the likes of like Lance Bass, Victoria Beckham, Emma Bunn, <laughs> Stephen Dorff, Fred Durst. Cuba Gooding Jr., Tommy Hilfiger, Paris Hilton, Heidi Klum, Lenny Kravitz, Will Kim, Natalie Portman, Mark Ronson, Gavin Rosdale, Winona Ryder, Gary Shanley, (laughs) Christian Slater, Gwen Stefani, Donald Trump, Melania Trump, Donatella Versace, James Marston. That's just to name a few. I took out all the other ones. I didn't really know who they were. And of course, number one in our hearts. Our number one boy to get bashed in the face by a goose on a roller coaster. Fabio was in this film. Fucking Fabio. Hell yes. Making a comeback. Making a comeback. Who'd have thunk that we'd talk about Fabio twice? Like at the Prince Charles yes. Cinema Podcast. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> he's actually really funny in this film where he's just like, I just yeah. want to thank everybody that I am not only a good looking model that I am also a good actor as well. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everyone for not, you know, throwing a bird at my face. <laughs> Be careful on roller coasters. Like sometimes you might just, you know, your face might run into a big goose. <laughs> <laughs> Fabio sounds like a cross between like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tommy White now. It's like, it's sort of floating in the middle. It kind of looks like a mix between them as well. <laughs> it's only natural that his voice would sound like that. Uh, all right. The film was scored by David Arnold, but the music in the film, you know, it, it's more important. I feel this is, we're getting a good soundtrack here. This is an interesting little soundtrack. So you get a course centered around the big song is Derek is conditioned to it by got to to kill the prime minister of malaysia it's frankie again again frankie goes to hollywood's relax is back the second time we go this song would be the feature as a lead song in our podcast history because yes it was in brian de palma's body double uh all right this is an interesting thing about this song in this film i'm playing frankie goes to hollywood's version because it is on the soundtrack but also now, oh, sounds a little bit different. We're hearing a different version. There's a second version on the soundtrack. It's uh from Power Man 5000. And that actually made it onto the soundtrack. Uh, I don't know if it was in the film. Maybe it was in the end credits. I stopped watching. I didn't think there would be anything uh, to watch after. I thought it was going to be the, um, do you remember the Bloodhound Gang version? Oh, there's a Bloodhound Gang version. That's hmm. what I was hoping for. I mean, I think I forget what the song is. 
Mope. Oh. The whole song is sampled. Oh, really? Oh, and okay. it's fucking incredible. They sample like Homer Simpson. Now they sample um, Falco. Um, you know, Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and, then, and they do, but like, it's alternative. Okay. Great. Oh, I didn't know this, Phil. So, Power Man 5000, they had that World's Collide song that was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Loved, <laughs> yeah, yeah, loved. I remember that too. Okay, what if I told you that a certain person that was in this film named Fred Durst with his band called Limp Biscuit actually recorded an unreleased version of this song that was rejected and not put into the film. <laughs> you could be in the movie. You can't think on the movie. And there is a version of Limp Biscuit's Relax out there. Can you hear it? Can you? Can, I bet it's good. Uh, okay, I, I'm playing it in the background now, but go look it up if you want to hear the whole thing. It sounds really strange, and it probably sounds a bit strange in the background right now because it sounds like there's only this one recording, and I've seen it numerous times around on YouTube and stuff, but like it was always the same recording. It's very low quality, so I'm assuming it was just never released, and somehow someone got a bootleg version of it. Yeah, weird. More interesting than this film is that Limp Biscuit did us. Limp Biscuit, named after a jerk off game. Uh, some other songs in the film include Blondie's Call Me, Michael Call Jackson's me. Beat It, Woo. Here it come. The Hollies, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, and of course, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Uh, yeah, so there's, soundtrack. this is a really fun soundtrack, to be honest. Very, I mean, again, there will be some problematic people like Michael Jackson on it. But, um, you know, it's Zoolander. It was released in uh, September 2001, shortly after the September 11 attacks, which is kind of sad. Uh, Unfortunate. It led to Ben Stiller digitally removing the Twin Towers from any shots that had them in the background. So That happened so much. Mm. Like, what are the odds that all the... I mean, I guess a lot of movies shot in New York. But so much stuff had to be re-edited. Yeah. Stiller defended his decision to erase the images of the World Trade Center's towers from his film. But, you know, he said that he thought it was appropriate at the time. But now, I think in 2016, there was a Blu-ray release where the towers were being reinserted. I don't know why. I don't know if it matters, but whatever. The film also (laughs) kind of got him in hot water in Malaysia. And it (laughs) wasn't shown I wonder... I wonder why. <laughs> and this is due, obviously, to the plot to assassinate the prime minister. But it was also banned in Singapore, the neighboring country, due to bi- bilateral sensitivities, as well as the film's use of the drug peyote. And also they hated the song. We're like, by Frankie you got to Hollywood. <laughs> they couldn't watch it. They were too worried that it was going to condition people there to like go kill <laughs> the kill Malaysian prime minister. <laughs> The orgy scene. We haven't really talked about this. It's pretty funny, but it doesn't. I don't it's care. fucking weird. Oh it's man, weird. it's funny. It's great. It's like it's um, all these like dwarfs show up and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got the build up to it. It's got one of my favorite lines where they're just hanging out in a circle. They get to know each other, and Matilda had that like you know really vulnerable moment where she like talked about her eating disorder. She's like, I'm anorexic. And they're like both taken aback. And I think it's Derek that said, you can read mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of the greatest lines in the movie. Yeah. 
it's amazing. But yeah, that whole bit is weird. I'll feel, like, I'll feel wow. bad because we jumped over Christine Taylor and I really like Christine she's Taylor. Really she's really good in this. She's a very yeah. good comedic actress. She's good at playing a straight character. She's good at playing uh, the comedy role like as Marsha in like the Brady Bunch movies. Like she's yeah, like, fucking she's great. great. She's a great Marsha. Yeah, dodgeball. I like her a lot. So anyway, this orgy scene, it got the film, it nearly got the film an R rating uh, in the US and it wasn't until a goat was removed from the scene that Ben Stiller was able <laughs> to convince the MPAA. That was the line. That it the was note, meant to be like silly. Like the implication of yeah. the bestiality thing. They <laughs> yeah. were like, that's too far. That's too far. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, Zoolander grossed $45.2 million in the United States and Canada and six, $15.6 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $60.8 million against a budget of $28 million. Made less than Cable Guy. It made less than the Cable Guy. And Cable Guy with a flop, as we learned. Yeah. This was actually more of a flop, to be honest. It, Fight it, me, it received somewhat mixed reviews from critics and audiences. It's weird. It, it is... like I don't remember this film being not as well received. Like I do recall it being really popular, but it didn't make as much money and it got more flack from critics. Uh, Again, here we go. (sighs) Roger Ebert. Great. What did he Uh, think? So it was, you know, it's thought that this film was negatively affected by the film's release soon after September 11th attacks, given its plot to kill a elected <laughs> official. It was very bad timing. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. So, bad timing. Not the movie's fault. <laughs> yes. Roger Ebert gave the film one star out of four, and he felt the film was insensitive in its portrayal of child labor, but also, I mean, come on. But also, I mean, that's a joke. Come <laughs> what on. Are we come watching? on, yeah, Roger, if, come on, Roger joke, Ebert. You know what I mean? On. Like, are you, you, what are you watching? But also added, that to some degree, Zoolander is a victim of bad timing, referencing the film's t- release two weeks after seventh, the September 11th attacks. One according, <laughs> according to Ben Stiller, though, years later in private, Roger Ebert admitted to that he changed his mind and that he thought the film was funny and he apologized for going overboard. You know, so, now that you know it's been a few years and other people like it, I realize that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He tells that a lot, though, Roger. Ebert. If you're so sensitive about reviewing movies so close to the time yeah. of such a devastating attack, one, nothing should have been released, really. But two, don't review it then. Yeah. If you're like, you know what, I don't feel like I could comfortably watch a dumb movie about male modeling. Instead of watching it and being like, you know what, I did not appreciate watching that right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it happened. Yeah. Just I mean, don't... it would take your mind off things. Yeah. We should see if he liked Bambi. We should see if, you know, he could take Thumper's advice. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. You know? All you stupid yeah. critics out there. I'm talking to, like, I should I'll be looking you. in the mirror. I should be looking in the mirror, but I'm too busy trying to, like, do blue still. But I'm sitting here shitting all over this film. <laughs> I feel like we're on a slippery slope to, like, yeah. you challenging a critic to, like, a boxing match. Dude, I would love to. We're going to be one of those people. Can like Donald Trump become a critic or something? Can like he's talked about films and stuff before. Uh, regardless, though, this film, like I said, it's a weird hit in its own right, and it sort of borderlines cult status, but also that it was just sort of a mainstream hit. And yeah, whatever. But did you know the original ending for the film? A 
again, like last week's last week's film, called for Derek Zoolander to be killed after getting hit by a train and he was going to ascend to heaven. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but the producers oh nixed God. the idea because they thought it would be too expensive. And it's actually kind of it's kind of too bad they didn't do it because you know the film ended up spawning a really horrible sequel in 2016. Don't get me started on the sequel. I went off about the sequel last week yeah. to you. I think we were off the air. Yes, but <sighs> Doolander number two. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm not gonna see it. I know it's bad. People I trust have said it's bad. <laughs> I saw the trailer with very misjudged borderline transphobic jokes in it and it it just reeked of Anchorman 2 levels of sequel yeah where Anchorman 2 it, Anchorman 1 it's great and Anchorman 2 is an awful movie and an awful sequel and it's a prime example of none of you people know why the first one worked There's no <laughs> idea and you're trying to reverse engineer something that you don't have a handle on anymore <laughs> <laughs> because it was so a time and place and per- like the people involved and comedy moved on and that stuff doesn't work anymore and it's just so frustrating for them to just like bring up old shit and do it badly yeah and i just hate it i just hate it and it's just like especially anchorman like i get so annoyed because anchorman one it's so funny and anchorman two it's just a loose connection of like anchorman one is like about something yeah it's about like sexism in the workplace and it was progressive in a weird way. Anchorman 2 is just a string of horribly like improvised loose sketches. They think it's good enough just to have Will Farrell in the movie and it will be yeah. fine. It's <laughs> just it's just and most of the scenes descend into screaming. I hate it. And that's why I won't watch Zoolander 2. <laughs> because of Anchorman 2. Because of Anchorman 2. Thanks a lot, Anchorman. Yeah. No, uh, I I saw Anchorman too. I was never actually, to be honest. Like, and if you listen to the uh, the Patreon, if you're a Patreon subscriber, if you listen to our Step Brothers episode, you probably would have heard me say this that I was never like the biggest Anchorman fan. Where I was more into Step Brothers. Like, I just found that to be oh. a way funnier film, and I didn't really get why Anchorman was so funny. But it's okay. Anchorman two, I saw, and I was just like, was like, when is this going to be over? It's like. Mm. There are moments of of things that are funny in that film, but it's like usually like Paul Rudd. <laughs> He's yeah, like of one of the few funny people in the film. Uh, yeah, I, t- I didn't dig it. And yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch Zoolander 2. I've not seen it. I don't. I didn't even enjoy the first one rewatching, <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to like Zoolander 2. Next week, out of my way. <laughs> next week on the podcast, Zoolander yeah, 2. How we'll do this. Bad wait, wait, wait. Bad we'll do this. Movie. We'll do this. Sorry, sorry. We'll do this. We'll pretend ignore it. And yeah. we'll just review it next week. But we won't, we don't actually have to watch it. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody <laughs> will it's okay. Nobody's gonna listen. No one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> they also they also like created this this animated series called Zoolander Supermodel. And it was like no. released here in the UK back in 2016. Only in the UK. And then it finally, in 2020, it actually finally got released over in America. It's That's really strange. I've I mean, never heard of this before. Again, at a time where like everything got a cartoon. Yeah. I think like there was an Ace Ventura cartoon. And, yes. Like a Bill and yeah. Ted cartoon. Yeah. And a Mighty Duck cartoon. And I don't know why. 
I don't know. It's starting to happen again now. Netflix is like making cartoons about everything. Right. <laughs> Stranger Things, the cartoon. Yeah, Stranger Things. Uh, I'm surprised it's not a fucking Newlander like eight bit side scrolling video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a few weeks, Phil, since we've had some accusations of plagiarism. Let's finish off this episode with some good old-fashioned plagiarism i love a plagiarism scandal it's one of my favorite things every time that's a big i forget who said it but i remember one one of these stories someone said every time that's a big successful movie that's a nut trying to get some money (laughs) well this one's a really funny nut uh there's a book called glamorama (laughs) from 1998 it's a satirical novel from our boy Brett Easton Ellis, who is better known for the being oh. the writer of American Psycho. American Psycho. And like World of Attraction and shit, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it tells the story of a male model who becomes involved in a plot concocted by international terrorists who recruit him within the fashion industry. Wow. What the two people would have that dumb idea? Yes. <laughs> okay. Now. Before I go on to what happened, which nothing happened. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Zoolander character was created back in 96. Like I said, at the top of this episode Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the film didn't come out until 2001. The Zoolander character back in 1996, very simple, very simple sketch, very simple idea. The Zoolander second sketch the following year, the Zoolander University plays off like an infomercial. Center for ants. Has nothing to do <laughs> It's too small. <laughs> it needs to be at least three, three times this big. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the, the Zoolander sequel, though, it's like the, the, like the little the little sketch. It's like a it's an infomercial. It's not anything yeah. nearly having to do with international terrorists or anything so but all of a sudden <laughs> maybe Brady Stanellis has a leg to stand on so in 2005 a BBC interview was conducted with Brett Easton Ellis and he stated that he was aware of the similarities between Zoolander and Glamorama and he said that he attempted to take legal action but said that he is unable to discuss the topic due to an out-of-court settlement oh he got some money. He got some money. He got some money. He got no money. He got some money. Need a theme for that. Did he get some money? Yeah, he got some money. He got some money. He got some money. Oh man, I love, I love a good plagiarism scandal. But again, like I said, they shouldn't have done this. Should have just made a fun documentary. Stop stealing people's ideas and have a fun, a fun silly mockumentary film. Uh, <laughs> that's Zoolander. Who cares? What movies, Phil? <laughs> this is, reminds me of this. What movies were you fond of when you were younger and then like rewatching them years later, cringed at just how bad they were? <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think because I think most movies are like, I, I think I have really bad taste in movies. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I tend to still like those movies because. You liked they, them so much when you were younger. Exactly. The nostalgic. I mean, Bubble Boy was. Well, did I remember it? Yeah. Um, I think there's a thing, though, that it doesn't necessarily need to be a film that you loved. It's just a film that you kind of liked when you saw when you were younger and you thought it was kind of fun. But now that you're older and you've rewatched it, 
you realize that it's a piece of shit. <laughs> God damn, I'm only thinking of like kid movies because of course they suck when you grow up. Yeah. Like uh like Pokemon the movie. It's <laughs> a classic like, film. Dare you. <laughs> um I don't know. Do you have any? I'll think about it. All right. So of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, we kinda had a bit of a funny time with Batman Forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right i didn't okay, outright I hate it but i remember i was sort of like having a struggle with it all right uh yeah okay so recently you know around our christmas little sabbatical that we had i decided to put on old school similar vein frat pack basically being born out of that whole thing old school is horrible oh my god like really I, I just was not enjoying it. You're my boy, Blue. Will Ferrell's really funny. There's a lot of funny bits in it, but like, there's a lot of horrible shit in it. And yeah, Luke Wilson, I really like. I just feel like he needs to be with a better director. Like, you know, he's great in Bottle Rocket. He's great in Royal Tenenbaums, much like his brother. But he, that film is bad. And then, of course, Todd Phillips would go on to make fucking Joker, one of my least favorite. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you love hunt you love the joker let's not love it around the bush you love the joker yeah you wish it could have won more oscars <laughs> you know chase and amy is sort of one of those films for me like where it's a bit cringe nowadays tracing amy gets i still think it's a bad rap i don't really we talked about this though on the when we did our we Kevin did. Smith episode right like, i feel I like say i didn't really enjoy it as much yeah, which is fair. I don't think it aged the best because it doesn't have the language to deal with it. But I think for the time, yeah. it's crazy ahead of its time. I, I can only think of bad kid movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's sort of, that I'm would thinking, sort of be the thing. Like Spy Kids. Spy Kids. I love uh, that movie, man. But like, they watching might be that, great like, oh, I mean, they're for kids. They're, yeah. they're like, it's an action movie for kids. Yeah, yeah. So they're very, very specific. You know, people... I'm gonna potentially, you know, spoil, but one that I haven't seen all the way through in a long time that I loved, loved, loved as a kid that I think a lot of people consider bad now is uh, Space Jam. Space Jam. Ooh. But I don't know if it's bad. I I don't want it to be bad. I really want it to be good. There were movies I didn't realize were bad that I liked as a kid. Like, I loved Super Mario Brothers when I was a kid. Yeah. Didn't, didn't realize that it was terrible. Trash. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Loved as a kid. Hmm. Um, bad, bad, bad movie now. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll put one more thing out there, and I'm not, this is not going on any list anytime soon of <laughs> any episodes. Uh, my final one that I'll put out there that I've watched in recent years that would just turn out to be oof, American Pie. Oh, American Pie not aged good. very well. Not okay. good. It's not aged very well at all. And Again, I'm, tough spot for yeah. those movies because of the, how big they were. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Don't think I could sit through them again. Yeah. So I'm afraid to watch films like The Hot Chick or Freddy Got Fingered or Road Trip. <laughs> You know, like there's see, see, those the, are all movies I haven't watched yet, but yeah. I loved it as a kid. I'm, but I'm, I'm afraid. Would, would definitely be. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Would definitely be. Yes. Definitely be disappointed. 
Well, it's interesting you said Space Jam and uh, Howard the Duck. Hmm. Just let him know that float out there into yeah. the ether if they hit anything. Everybody, you can follow us at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can hit us up at podcastprincecharlescinema.com or via email and tell us your films that you thought were really good when you were younger, and now that you watch them a little bit later, you're like, ooh, they're bad. Um, and as always, follow me at Tall for All, T-A-L-L, the number four, A-L-L, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Phil, my word, where are you at? As we close this episode, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm at I'm at Far Away Dad on Twitter and in real life, uh, Dog Nightmare on the gram. Yes, and you know, just just you know, I'm chilling. Cool. You know, I hope everyone is um, you know being safe and practicing the looks. Yeah, practice those. Looks. That blue steel. Dude, that blue steel. blue steel. And yeah. then work your way and, up to. Uh, what was the other one? <laughs> what was the other El, one? El, El Tigre. El Tigre. Magnum. Magnum. That's it. Magnum. That's the Magnum secret the one. Or he basically looked like Velvet Goldmine. <laughs> you know, that was like, just look like Velvet Goldmine. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. Practice those pin. looks. Uh, I'm sorry I hated this film, guys, but I love you. Um, yeah. Let us know if you want us to do um, more Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep going. Keep going. I know I make this joke every time we have uh, a few people, but I'm like, it's the Ben Stiller podcast. Yes.